Hello and welcome to Robin's Nest Podcast. Tonight our guest is my oldest first nephew, Jimbo. Hi Jimbo, how are you? Hey, we're good. Uh, what's going on? You know, Jersey life, unlike Texas life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know what the temperature was today, but yesterday uh, the thermometer on my truck said it was over 100. And I was working yesterday, so it kind of sucked. But, uh, hey, I'm on vacation today, so it's so you... good to be in the water down there in Canyon Lake. So where's that at? That is about three hours northwest from Victoria, Texas, where we live. So kind of north of the Bronzeville's, northeast of San Antonio. Small little lake out there. Nice, very nice. I haven't been there. We went to San Antonio, I think maybe the first time I lived there. So I lived there when I was in fifth grade and Keith was a baby. And I yeah. lived there again my second year of 10th grade when Ryan was a baby. So you got to go to school in Flower Bluff? Yes, twice. <laughs> you're kind of quasi, you're officially a bluff there. <laughs> um, I've always been yes oh my god I just seen that picture today and was laughing I had That's my funny. leather jacket on my yellow friggin stretchy pants and was underneath of the hornet on the wall at the school <laughs> yellow stretchy pants and I stripes on them no but I can tell you your schools are a whole lot different than mine. That was the oh, only school I ever got on a roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had this one teacher, I guess it was fifth grade. I think his name was Mr. Gaskin or something. So, you know, I'm just an obnoxious preteen by that age. And I can't imagine that. <laughs> not at all. I mean, like the red hair no, wasn't warning. None of us. Right. <laughs> none of us have those traits at all. <laughs> no, none of us are hot headed. Uh -uh. So I was in fifth grade and I was, you know, my mom and dad broke up for the umpteenth time and she takes us to Texas and we're living with your dad, my brother Jimmy. So, you know, me and my brother are a bit upset that we just got uprooted and now we're in Texas and Texas is nothing like New Jersey. Right. We get thrown into this school district and I'm sitting there and the boy in front of me and the boy behind me get into an argument. And I'm like, oh my God, really? The teacher, I think his name was Mr. Gaskins is ringing a bell scoops one up under one arm scoops the other up under the under other arm goes across the street and you hear them paddling those boys and i'm like oh shit straighten them out yeah oh it certainly did straighten me out <laughs> I only had to hear that and I was like, yeah, we're going to be real good here. We don't have that here. A teacher is not allowed no, to touch a student. Nobody else wanted to be a obnoxious 
on gaslight. They were. Well, I mean, and they really were fighting. Like one of them threw a chair over my head. That's crazy. But they yeah, went right across, was- right across the hot uh, hallway. Paddled the two of them. You hear the paddle. Yeah. You hear the boys screaming, wow. and I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like Marie told me about it, which was Jimmy's yeah. second wife. So uh-huh. Jimmy's first wife was your your mom, Judy, right? Yes. Okay, and you are like a year and a half younger than me. Something like that, from what I remember, yeah, somewhere there. Did you hit your 50th yet? Working on it. Okay. Not very fast, but it's coming up next January. Yeah, so. so... About six months away, damn it. Yeah, it's like a year and a half. So, Uh, Jimmy had to be, like, almost 20 when I was born. So, we didn't grow up together because by the time I came along, he was already in the service, and was probably yeah. married to your mom or, right. cl- or close to it. When did yeah. they get married? Uh, I was born in 73, so not long before that. <laughs> <laughs> so they got married in 72, January 73 when I was born. So it, it had to be, you know, at least six months before then, uh, I think, time-wise, that they got married. And I was actually her second husband. I don't remember the... I'm trying to think who her first husband was. It wasn't a very long marriage. Was she um, older than Jimmy? No, she's younger. Uh, I think she was 16 when she got pregnant with me and 17 when I was born. And she had already married that one guy. And she had already been yeah. married and divorced? Yeah, but that was real short-lived. That was just like long enough to get out of Mama's house type of deal, I think. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I moved out of 17. Uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hedgepeth is his last name. was his last name. I can't remember what his first name. I hadn't heard that story in so long. I had to ask uh, one of her sisters, one of my other aunts. I just, the name was for mine. So how long were yeah, they married? <laughs> oh, gosh. Probably, I'm going to guess three years. So in there because the stories I remember, I was around three years old when they separated. Yeah, because I can remember some pictures of you, like on the front step, but I think they had Marie in them, Jimmy's second wife. Probably so. So yeah, because uh, there were still some a few years when I was young where there was some joint custody and they're still kind of co-located. Um, where that worked out, you know, but of course, you know, time, time goes by and, and, uh, my dad moves here or there, or, or actually my mom remarried another Navy guy because dad was in the Navy at the time. Um, she found her another sailor. And, uh, at some point we, we transferred up to Norfolk, Virginia. So I think if I remember the storyline correctly, when that happened, I think my dad went back to Jersey whoever he had in the family with the Marie and I think probably Carl maybe. Yeah, I do remember and, that. Um, so yeah. let me just go so back. Kind of get closer to, yeah, go ahead. Let me just go backwards for a minute. Jimmy is yeah. my oldest brother. Um, and this is Jimbo, his oldest son. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. So now that we yeah. got that out there, so I now do remember. I do remember them moving back to New Jersey when Carl was little. How many years are between you and Carl? Uh, what year was he for? I don't know. I want to say 76-ish. He's the same age okay. as Danny. That sounds, that sounds about right, yeah. So I was going to guess around three years, but I've not kept up with those things <laughs> well you know i wasn't raised with any of my siblings really because i'm the oldest and there's all this dysfunctionality if you will with uh this marriage and that marriage and this separation and that separation brothers on this side brothers and sisters on that side you know and we'll get into that a little bit more later in this discussion i'm sure but you know it just it makes it really hard to try to remember because you're not there for those days. Right. So I think Carl and Danny are the same age. So Danny's six Uh, years younger than me. So I'm going to guess Carl's like four or five years younger than you. But so Carl, Keith and Ryan are from Jimmy's second marriage. So I do remember them living in New Jersey when Carl was little, but I don't even know how long they stayed because. I don't think it was a long time for the stories I remember. Uh, it was, I, I was going to say earlier, it's like he moved up there so he could try to get close enough to where they could do the co-parenting stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and get visitation and things like that, and whatever. But uh, for one reason or another, that wasn't, wasn't working out. Yeah, because I want to guess that... And when, got mad about that, of course. When they moved up to Jersey, that I was still living in Paulsboro, which was... Uh, they were one-bedroom apartments, but my parents had read it, rented the upstairs and downstairs and turned the whole upstairs into bedrooms oh, yeah, and the bathroom. That story yeah so i think that must have been the timeline because that sounds right yeah once we moved to woodbury it was only a two-bedroom house and it had a basement and i only remember them visiting then um so you weren't raised with any of your siblings uh not really i think a little bit with a couple of them. Like, okay, so after she remarried this other guy, another James, James Haley, <laughs> uh, my mom did. And uh, we lived all together in Norfolk and back and forth in Texas and Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, and she had Bobby and Crystal, you know, within that time frame, whatever it was, X number of years. So I had those two half siblings as well which I rarely have seen since they divorced. Uh, except for when they first separated, we were all together in Odom, Texas. And then uh, things went this way. And that way I went to her mom, lived with her mom and dad. And my brother and sister ended up going to their father up in, and, uh, in Norfolk and North Texas where his parents lived in Paris, Texas. So there's a long distance between Corpus area and Paris, Texas, North Texas. 
I eventually got to visit him one one summer, uh, a few years later, for a week or so, and then didn't see him again until a few years back when I was stationed at Fort Seal. Uh, we drove down there for Fourth of July weekend one weekend and got to see him. Wow. Yeah. So I remember. We contact each other once in a while, but you know, there's these years of separation that make it hard to have relationships. It does because, I mean, you can grow apart being in each other's face, let alone having distance between you. So I remember, um, you know, that I had a nephew, Jimbo, which are you named exactly after your dad? Yes. Okay, so Ryan uh-huh. has the middle name difference. Uh, the same James Ryan. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Jamie Ryan, we have the same first name, different different middle names, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm James William. He's James Ryan. Like saving Private Ryan. <laughs> now, my dad did the same thing with his first marriage, his boys. Um, yeah. So there was Bobby, Jimmy, and Kathy. So I recently connected with them in my 40s. Like, I knew about them, but never met them. So I recently connected with them, like, 10 years ago. But they told me that my dad came in off the road. He was a truck driver when she was having the first baby. And... He insisted his name was going to be Robert William. And she didn't really like that. And she was Italian and she wanted Italian. So my dad went back on the road and she changed the baby's birth certificate to, I think Anthony would have been his first name. Somehow my dad, somehow I think Anthony was after her father, which her father didn't get along with my father, as you can imagine. He was an alcoholic. So he came back off the road and changed that baby's name again. And he left and oh she God. changed that name, that baby's name again. That's so, yeah. So I don't think his name is Robert James, like my father. I think they settled on Robert Anthony. They could have done that before. (laughs) (laughs) So then she has the second boy. The second child is a boy, too. Well, he's insisting Uh that one of these boys are going to be named after him. And somehow he did get the second one named after him, Robert James. But later Uh on in life, my dad wasn't really in their lives. And it was just so confusing having two kids named Robert that... They changed his name. I don't know if he did it on his own or his mom did it, but they changed his name to, I think, James Robert. They just switched it. Switched it around. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, siblings that you didn't get to grow up with, I always knew about those three, but never met them. And it wasn't until the wonderful world of Facebook that we even found them. Wow. And by that point... Jimmy had gone up to my dad's Jimmy had gone up to Massachusetts and seen my dad and he hadn't yeah. seen him since he was a little boy. 
and he he died I want to say a couple months before my dad and then my dad died and then two weeks later his mother died it was like really weird 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 bunch of shit but so how many siblings do you have so great question I always have to stop and pause and think before I answer that you have to take your shoes off yeah, it's a, well, yeah, kind of. It's a little complicated. It's, it's me, my mom and dad, right? Me, and then my mom remarried and had Bobby and Crystal. And Dennis then three. Um, she remarried another James, Damn. another sailor, Damn. James Middleton. And she had two twin boys, Adam Dwayne Middleton and Dwayne Adam Middleton. Talk about the name flip-floppy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she did that, and then uh, she had my little sister Heidi. Wow, that's six. And she was separated from James for a time. and was with this other guy. I don't even know his last name. I just know he went by Monty, and he's some kind of biker type dude. And and she had a child with him. But she had gotten back with my stepdad, and she had that child put up for adoption. And that child was adopted through a family that one of my mom's sister's ex-husbands, well, he was, they were married at the time, but my, mom, my mom's sister Sally, husband's great aunt or aunt or cousin, second cousin. So it was kind of in the family, long way around, mm-hmm. but that child was adopted out to so it was, you know we can still keep tabs i've not met him in person i have found him on facebook um so before i go off on that one let me finish answering the question so let's go back to my dad and i didn't even know these three cats so your mom had seven babies yeah two of them at the same time within 11 minutes <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong or if you don't want to get into this subject. Didn't your mom pass away from having a miscarriage and not having a DNC done? Is that what that I remember? Is what we suspect what is officially on the death certificate is toxic shock syndrome. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what we believe was a contributing factor to that. Well, how can it be toxic shock syndrome, which is what you get from tampons, if she was pregnant? Yeah. Or or was not, was not pregnant and was discharging. Oh. You know, how that happens. And and not having a DNC and getting an infection. Yeah. It's still a, it's a septic issue. And because of that... I was probably more information than you want to know um, at work and I was having like real bad pains and, you know, it, it was like really heavy and I don't know, something happened. So thankfully I was working in a clinic and I went up to the doctor and told him what happened. And the first thing he did was a pregnancy test. He says, well, it wasn't a miscarriage. He says, you weren't pregnant. I'm like, well, thank God, because I got my tubes tied. 
<laughs> He's like, well, yeah. they don't they don't always work. I said, well, what the hell are you right. talking about? <laughs> so I ended up at my OBGYN, and that's the first thing they did was a DNC. But oh, I wouldn't have thought were. like, no, I if wasn't. I understood you wasn't no i wasn't pregnant but i had lost my whole uterine lining at once oh oh i get it okay so still same cause for that procedure yeah because they got to go in there and make make sure you know everything's not infected or whatever but had i not heard that story about your mom i probably would have been like oh okay blew it off and yeah. Uh, suck it up. Uh, oh, that's a womanly problem. And so, whatever, suck it up, bitch, right? Yeah. But because. Yeah. No, really. I mean, it's, it's good education. Uh, it is. Because I would have never thought that. At I mean, you know, some people are just heavy like that and, you know, whatever. I would have never thought, oh my God, I got to tell somebody, you know. And I went right out to the medical doctor I was working for. And he was like, um, are you out of pain now? I was like, well, no, I'm still having pain. He says, yeah. He's like, go see your OBGYN. Yeah. But had I not heard that story, I would have just brushed that off. And who knows what would have happened. So it is good that, you know, you talk about things. Because even though they may be small, they could really help someone somewhere down the line. Yeah. Exactly, definitely, definitely. Mama got kind of burned with doctors and and blamed a lot of her back pain, like a lot of women do, on epidurals that she had had with all those pregnancies. You know, no wonder. She's like, nah, you know, I'll just do like the Indians did. Basically, attitude like, you know, the Indians didn't have all that. The natives. Yeah. When I say Indian, um, she kind of was taking up that philosophy on treatment and stuff like that. And that's not... No, I was all about you make this pain stop. It's probably not the best thought process, you know, in that regard. But so, how old were you? So that contributed to you know, a heavy drinker thought process isn't going to be as clear and thinking about how to deal with things. Does that make sense? It does. Plus, she had kids at home. Like you just don't, you can't leave them home and go. Right, true, and she was in this awkward relationship and and things like that. Um, and I I wasn't there at the time. I was at my I moved over to my aunt and uncle's. They wanted to be in a more stable, quasi stable environment, I guess you will, um, than what she was in. And so yeah, my little siblings saw all this happen where she was on the floor and. Um, her boyfriend, you know, trying to resuscitate her and the ambulance is coming. And oh, my God. And how old were they? Yeah. The boys I know were old enough to remember. Little sister, you know, her memory's going to be at that age, three or four, is going to be kind of floaty. Yeah. Memory. But it's a traumatic thing. So she may remember it and then also she may repress it uh, because it's traumatic. Yeah, my mind does a good job at that. My mind likes to Depression. Yeah, block things out like they never happen. And somebody will say right. like my sister Kathy on my dad's side. 
said, oh, yeah, she says, I remember when you called me after grandma passed or after dad passed. I said, I called you. She said, yeah. I said, no, seriously, I called you. Like, where would I even get your number from? She's like, I don't know, but you've called me. Like, no, my mind blocked all that out. And and that's a defensive mechanism that we have is to repress, you know, those traumatic things. But at the same time, we'll repress other memories that we don't necessarily want to repress. Well, like my doing so. My first marriage was a hellhole. Um, a lot of domestic abuse, alcoholism, which, you know, just trickles on down the family tree. And I have a lot of that blocked out. But I can tell you when my kids took their first step, when they said their first words. But anything with him is blocked out. But my kids are right at the forefront. That's good. So it's really, it's really weird how it does that. But sometimes somebody will say something and I will remember and I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't remember that until now, but it is, it's a self, self healing mechanism. Moving, moving back home after all these years in the military have slowly brought back a lot of memories, good ones, and some of them bad of my childhood and things like that. Um, but even though some of the bad ones come back, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't want to remember that. <laughs> I, I get a chance to remember, you know, things about my mom or things about my grandparents, places here or there that you see, mm-hmm. uh, friends you may have had, you know, so that's, that's a good thing in that regard. But yeah, so we, did we're you, about trying to did you end up ourselves. living with your grandparents? Say again? Did you end up living with your grandparents or your aunt and I uncle? I did end up. I did end up after mom uh, separated from the first, the second James after my dad, um, living with my my mom's mom and dad uh, for a number of years. Then I went back to live with my mom when she was with the guy named Stuart, uh, just because I. I was like a young teenager and I wanted to be back with my mom and with my brother and my two brothers and sister, right? And, you know, it just, from there, being in the city corpus, you know, mm. <laughs> I started getting into the bad influences and things like that as a young teen, just getting out of control. So uh, when I was on a trip to visit with my cousins up in Victoria, it was determined that it was in my best interest that I stay a school year at least up there. And it was because I got myself involved with, you know, like FFA and got involved with these wholesome country folk instead of these city people. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you well, when you were? folk had their things too. They like to drink their beer. And their moonshine. <laughs> right. How so old were you people. when you went into service? Uh, technically 17 in my first enlistment into the Army National Guard. Uh, my grandparents were my legal guardians, so they had to sign paperwork to get me in. And then I got my GED, and uh, later, years later down the road, I was doing college at night. Uh, I got enough college credits to qualify me as a high school graduate so I could go active duty. Okay. So how old were you when you went active? 18? 
Um, no, a few years later, uh, 96 or 97. 97. It took me a few years because I had a school at school at night. Uh-huh. One class at a time, one class per semester oh. when I could. Oh, my know. God. I finally got a semester's worth of school, you know, which is 12 credits, 12 to 15 credits, I think, that I needed to go along with my GED to qualify me. And how old were you when you met your beautiful wife? The first time? Uh-huh. I was 16, I think. She was like 12. <gasps> no interest in <laughs> I said, go play with your Barbies. <laughs> I was there for her, her older sister's birthday party or something. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> We talked off and on over the years. And when she, I think she was 14. I think we kind of dated a little bit, if you want to call it dating. I, I come over to her parents' house. Her step, her mom was at that place. Watch movies and hang out. Uh-huh. Things like that. I mean, later, you know, that dad wasn't working out, whatever. We went separate ways. And I dated some other ladies, girls, whatever. And, you know, a couple days later, we come back to each other. It, it, it was... From there on, I don't think she was 17. From there on, we've been together. Wow. And nobody else has been there. And you Ever. have two daughters. Yeah, yeah. How old are they now? 19 and 16. Wow. Because I remember you coming up to my house in Jersey after yeah. I had Stephanie. She was an infant. They were little. You're, yeah, she was little, and, and if I'm saying it, Michael, right? Yeah. I don't know if you say it. The Italian way, Michael. No, Mikey <laughs> is what I still call him. Mikey. That boy is 30 Mikey. years old, and I still call him Mikey. How old? 23? 30. 30? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I just registered. So, oh, my God. What happened? Yes. Time warp. 27 and um, 30. Yeah, wow. Yeah, when we move back home and we see old friends from high school and they're empty nesters already and, and grandparents, I'm like, whoa, dude, where have I been? Did I go to space and come back? <laughs> and it's the same way. My group of friends, most of them are grandparents. I'm still waiting over here. Yeah. Yeah. My, <laughs> I don't even think mine are in relationships at the present time. Michael was in this long... Yeah, mine aren't either. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, leave it like that. Michael was in yeah. like a long seven-year relationship, and really? I loved her. Like he dated her all throughout high school. His first girlfriend, we uh-huh. won't mention, but the second one he dated for a long time, and I loved her. And you know, we got along well. And we were talking one day. She was going to college, and I said, "Well, you know, what are you going to college for?" Well, all of a sudden, she got, like, social anxiety and disorders, so now she's turning her college into online. And then she said, well, I'm going to be a stay-at-home cat mom. I I, I said, you're going four years of college to be a stay-at-home cat mom. Do you realize my son's allergic to cats? Like, (laughs) where are you keeping these cats? And why are you wasting four years of college if that's your goal in life? 
so I don't know what happened there, but it was shortly after that that they broke up. Did, did COVID bring that on? Was that a you know a social um, or a psychological thing due to all the isolation? Nah, it was way before, way before. Before that? Yeah. So she got social anxiety before that. But she was fine in high school. Since COVID, all that stuff. She was, yeah, and Michael graduated in 2010. So she was fine in high school, and they went out, they did things, they went on dates, went to the movies, went to dinner, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, all of a sudden she had social anxiety disorder, and she Uh, would only be at her house or uh, Michael's house. She didn't want to go anywhere. She didn't want to go to dinner. She didn't want to go to movies. And I guess at some point, Michael had had enough of that. And, you know, they split ways. But it was only a couple weeks later, she had all these pictures on Facebook. She was with this new boyfriend in a bar. I was like, oh, my God, she's cured. She got over that. She got over that, <laughs> She's cured. <laughs> but so they've, they've dated, but... No one's ever been engaged or Stephanie lived with her abusive boyfriend. I called that one Lucifer. Oh, wow. That's pretty. Yeah. When she was 16, she well, was the call guy. You know, and, uh... <laughs> she, anyway. she was 16 and I don't know. I was at work or something. I come home and she's hysterically crying. I'm like, what is wrong? She was like, he grabbed me and he hit me. I said, he did what? He did what? Uh-uh. In my car in seconds. And I was dating Paul. And I knew what was going to happen. And I kept saying to him, you don't want to come with me. Trust me, you don't want to come with me. And he's like, I'm coming. I said, you about to see ugly. And you haven't seen ugly yet. Like, seriously, you will never come back. Stay here. You don't want to come with me, bro. He insisted on going. He seen that ugly side. I stomped up them steps, knocked on the front door as I was opening it. And his dad was there. And he's like, and I think they were Russian or something. I don't know. He had some kind of accent. And I said to him, I said, you know, what the fuck are you teaching your kid? How your kid put his hands on my daughter? I'll kill him with my bare hands. I said, this is a learned behavior. And then the mom jumped in and I was like, um, hello? I was like, yeah, this is what you taught this kid. And this is what he is now going to repeat. But let me tell you, it won't be on my daughter. And I went in there and grabbed the little bitch by his neck. I wanted to kill him. I was like, you think my daughter's crazy. Let me show you where she got it from. And and like the dad, and they were like much older parents than I was. I had my kids young, like 20 and 24. And they were much older. And like, they were looking at me like, oh my God, this woman is crazy. Yes, she is. <laughs> but again, that cycle repeats. My father was an abusive alcoholic. My first husband was an abusive alcoholic. Stephanie's first real boyfriend was abusive. Like, that shit just repeats. You grow up like that. We we break that. We have have the ability to break that cycle. Yes. And I think we have, from my family, from me and my wife and my children, I think we've done a really good job 
pat myself on the back. I just know as a youngster coming up, I don't want what I see. And that, and I don't want that for my children. And when I had my kids, I was in the same mindset. I, number one, I had my kids early. I moved out at 17. I was married at 20, had Mikey at 20, bought a house at 23, had a daughter at 24, and I was divorced by like 31. But I wanted to be a young parent because my mom was 39 and my dad was like 42 when they had me. So I didn't want to be an old parent because I felt I was robbed out of things. So I wanted to be a young parent, but it didn't hit me that cycle of abuse until I had my daughter and she was running around the house and me and her father were in a damn fight as usual. And I said to him, what are you going to do when your daughter comes home with a black eye? And he's like, well, she deserves it. She deserves it. I said, and that's why we'll be getting divorced right there. I said, because this shit stops right here. But I didn't really know it was a cycle until then. Right. You didn't know. You didn't know his thought process was on that. Yeah, because he grew up in the same household. His mom and dad would fist fight. Yeah. So we just thought it was normal. If someone pisses you off, you punch them. Guy, girl, didn't matter. Just punch them. <laughs> but, and from that moment on, I swore that I was going to get out of that relationship and teach my kids uh, what a real loving relationship is because that was not that it. Yeah. And how old were they then? Stephanie was in second grade and Michael was in fifth. So they're old enough to see and know what was going on. Well, Michael's seen a lot more, and he'll sit down and tell you. Um, one time, me and his dad were fist fighting, and I don't know where the hell the strength came from, but I knocked that man like down through the hallway, and Michael's eyes got like big as saucers. Like, how the hell did you do that? And he'll still ask me till today. How did you do that? Did you have something in your hand? I'm like, I don't know. You just get strength when you're that pissed. I have no idea. Now, Stephanie's seen less or remembers less because she was younger. But when we got divorced, she was younger. So they got to play with her head, unlike him, who was older and was like, I get out of my face. But they would tell her, you know, that. We were going to be homeless. We were going to live on the street. I have a really good friend, Javier, who's uh, Spanish. Javier is going to be your stepdad. He's gay. And I'm like, if I'm that good, like, I want a piece of me. If I could turn a gay man straight, I want a piece of me. <laughs> like, but they brainwashed her bad, like, years and years of therapy and medicine for the shit that they did. Because in that family, in that time, I don't know what it is, you didn't leave. And if you did leave, you were most definitely poor, destitute. You weren't succeeding and going to college and having a nice three-bedroom, two-bath house. So they were just, they thought. I had a lot of humble pie when I had to, uh, what? I had to, when I had the opportunity to meet my dad when my mom died 
And and that was the first time I met you, right? Yeah, yeah. The rattlesnake races. to allow that relationship to develop because she had planted a lot of negative seed in my mind. I think she knew that too and knew she was wrong for that. And, uh, you know, they had a amicable relationship, I would say, uh, respectful to one another. And But I think in the back of her mind, she always had her doubts about them. But still, at any rate, uh, at that time was when I got to meet these other three guys that I had no idea. <laughs> like <I have> three brothers. <laughs> so you didn't know that <laughs> because once your mom and dad split you were little when you last seen your dad right right yeah i barely remember kind of maybe running around in a, in a street ride with him like driving fast i, I didn't remember remember that and I remember pictures, you must have been at uh, his house when he was married to Marie or dating Marie, because I have pictures where you're sitting out front of this house on the front step with Marie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I can remember going to the beach with them and somewhere, some beach, and everybody was sitting in the beach water, like the shallows, uh-huh. drinking beer. And, and, but they're all sitting there in their underwear. <laughs> Ew, I wasn't part of that day. <laughs> no, I'm probably not. No. I, I was a little. I just remember beach house, beach, grown people in their underwear drinking beer, sitting in the water in a big circle. Now, was your mom a drinker? Oh, honey. I'm in my underwear. You're in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> was your mom a drinker? Yes, yes. Mom was a drinker. Dad was a drinker. You know, dad got out of it. Um, Mom got out of it the hard way. And she was, honestly, man, she was to a point in her life with her drinking, she was drinking a fifth of whiskey a day. Wow. Do they call that a handle? A a handle? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how big a fifth bottle is. Is that what they call a handle? Oh, there's no hand. No, there's no handle on it. It's smaller than that. I, I know what you're saying now. So I think half gallon is where they start yeah. putting handle on the bottle. Uh huh. No, that's about half of that. Okay. <laughs> she would drink it straight. Yep, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Wow. She liked that fire water. She called it Canadian Canadian mist. So let's go through how many wives Jimmy's had. Oh my. <laughs> so there was Judy. My mom, Zola. Who I call Marie. I was, yes, yes. We, most of us do. I don't know where I got that Zola from all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get proper. Once you say her name, you got to be proper. Yes. <laughs> there was that Seal. That Seal. Is she the one who had the two girls? Yes, that was at the marine. That's correct. And then, wasn't there a thing? Then I get a little, a little confused because I think there's two, two different. I think there's Isabella and a different Spanish lady. They kind of had a lot of similarities in their. I'm thinking a hope and a faith, or maybe just one of those names. And Isabella, I don't know. Is that the same person or two different ones? Because it was all kind of back to back. 
and I was gone a lot during that time too uh, with the military at that point. So I kind of lost track of which was which. Yeah, so I seem to. Yeah, I I don't know either. I seem to think there was like seven. True. So I'm missing one because then there's Irene at the end. So I have five on my hand. My mom, me, Seal, those two gals. Oh, Nancy, yes. So then there's Nancy, and there's someone in that mix, and then uh, then Irene. And Nancy, as a matter of fact, is actually my mom's first cousin. Get out. First cousin. Yeah, so that was an awkward scenario too, but, <laughs> yeah. So I think his longest marriage was Marie or Irene? Irene, I think, actually, uh, comes out on top on that, yeah. So yeah, a, a little back into him. He was also an alcoholic, like it just runs up and down our family tree me both sides you both sides so it's very good that me and you learned very young that you know that's not what you want to do or you're going to end up like them Yep. um so you know there's a lot of dysfunction there um that third wife he met in aa right you're correct Yes. That was Seal with the two girls that he adopted. Yes. Yes. Right. Who ended up drinking her kids' medicine. Mm-hmm. She was yeah, sick. some other things of that nature, yeah. <laughs> some relapses. What I remember hearing after the fact. So, as you can imagine, with that disease, alcoholism, or just addiction in general, that you're going to have a lot of broken, bad relationships. And in Texas, they recognize common law marriage, where if you live with somebody for seven years, you're considered married. Yeah, I don't know what the stipulations are, but yeah, common law things happen... uh... I think a little easier than that. Is it less than seven years? years? I think I think there's just a combination of scenarios that can happen. Um, I think it's less than seven years. You know, the laws are always changing on that, so don't quote me. Because yeah, I, I think some thing. of those wives were because of common law. True. Now, That's, people around those, here... The are the ones that are kind of in that scenario. Some of those are, yeah. Yeah, people around here live together. You still had to actually get a divorce. Yeah. A legal divorce for those scenarios, which cost a heck of a lot of money for them. Yeah, my divorce was, I don't know, 15 times the price of my wedding. (laughs) And people don't think about that. But... Like around here, people live together for 20, 30 years and don't get married. And you're not married. We don't recognize that common law. And now with the uh, partnerships, um, I think after you live together for like two years, um, you can add a partner onto your health insurance here. 
So they did change some things, but we don't we don't have that common law marriage. Huh. So Jimmy had the four boys, and then he adopted quite a few others. Or quite a few others called him dad. Um, true, true. Yeah, I mean, like legit, really, too. So um, once he quit drinking, he became a much better person. Of course. Um, and a lot of the, so he just passed away in October and I got to see you there. Um, and a lot of people looked up to him as a dad. He was always very yeah. mechanically inclined. Um, and he was just always so helpful. Always willing to mentor a younger person. Yeah. That's so where those relationships came from. Yeah, and like some of the like Irene's kids or gr even her grandkids, you know, were wow. very much affected uh, of course like by his own. his passing, but they were very you know, he was like a father figure to them. Yes, exactly. Grandkids and kids. And it was only a couple years ago when you guys had that uh, ice storm. Or did you get ice now where he was yeah, running? Was, what was it? Yeah, there was a cold. I remember there being snow a couple of years back. And the only reason I remember is because I shot a nice little buck that day. It was so quiet. <laughs> so white. And the muzzle flash was so bright. So do and you, you don't get like, snow often. Oh, Sorry, no, we don't. <laughs> and that, that has a different sound. Sound travels differently when there's snow. Yeah. Did you notice I, that? I, I did. Yeah, it was neat. It was so different. Yeah. And I remember when that happened, a lot of your stores were out of uh, parts to fix air conditioner, heaters, water heaters. And I remember my sisters in Florida getting the pieces. Oh, yeah, we're never ready for winter in Texas. Yeah, and I remember them mailing him these uh, plumbing parts. That was, that was winter storm Yuri. That was when everybody had the, the big ice. And it shut down so much power. Yes. That's probably what we talked about. Yeah. And I don't even know how many heaters, water heaters, air conditioners he fixed. And he wasn't getting paid. He was trying to get the money um, for the parts. But he wasn't charging labor. Yeah. Like, he was going all over helping people. Right. So, you really yeah. can, I don't know, reinvent yourself after you become sober. I mean, he was always a nice, helpful person, even when he was an alcoholic, but he just became so much nicer after that. So the other day when you posted on Facebook, which is why I asked you if you wanted to be a guest, you said, it's so hot here. My dad would be like, this is a boxer day. Yeah. <laughs> so explain what a boxer day is. <laughs> so one of his things was like, and I won't say the in the, in the vulgar way that he he would say it. He's like, ah, oh, so hot, man! I just like, 
I'm just sitting here in the boxers. It's a boxer that I ain't doing shit. <laughs> and me? Like, oh, my God, man. TMI, dude. I don't want to think about that. Who's yeah. Nobody wants to hear about your meat and potatoes. <laughs> you got that little slit in the front. You got that sewn shut. <laughs> so me and a couple of the sisters and him were in this uh, group text message, you know, and throughout the day or whatever, we'd say good morning and, you know, uh-huh. someone would post or text whatever. So... There was so many of those messages. I could probably go back and find them where everybody right. would say what they're doing for the day. And he'd be like, it's a damn boxer day. Laying in this right. bed watching right. Netflix. Absolutely. And he'd be in that bed watching Netflix all day. Yeah. <laughs> you got the voice down. So the one thing <laughs> I won't miss, but was his I don't know thing I know you can do it what's, what's that oh yes that so he came up to Jersey one time I guess that summer he came up with Ryan and um, oh yeah so that summer he came up, I th- I think he only had Ryan. We in Did- yeah, and he stopped in Norfolk for a week or so and then went up to Jersey and we followed, followed behind. Did he have Ryan and Keith or just Ryan? No, just Ryan. Yeah. I don't remember if Keith was already in the Army then or so I think what the deal was. I... He was like, no, I don't think so. I'm not going on a road trip. Listen to India for <laughs> 20 hours straight. That's why I remember them talking about right like my dude's been listening to Enya ever since we left Corpus. <laughs> like and, and Yanni. Enya and Yanni, I'm like, Oh Yanni. god. Twenty five hours of that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go play some twisted metal in my in the living room here. <laughs> Let me get you your, to get in the house and your own headphones. Game. So when they came up that year, Michael might have been I don't know, maybe five, six. He was set on teaching my kid how to snork and hawk Tui. And every time I caught him, I lost my ever-loving mind. Between him snorking and the hawk in and then digging in his nose after... I'm like, if my son does any of that, I swear to God, I'm sticking him on a plane and sending him to you. (laughs) We don't do that, no. And he was insisting on he was going to teach my son that. I said, no, the hell you're not. Oh, my gosh. So, I have... Did you do that when he lived in Jersey, too? Or is this just, like, from the Texas weather causes this problem? Well... So, again, I didn't get to grow up with them because, you know, they was already making you. But when he, every time he came up to visit, he still did that. He did it on, I, I think he's always done it. I think it's from smoking. Yeah, I don't know what it is. but I don't, So, we all smoke cigarettes. None of us do that so you for don't him. Do it. 
Yes. So I don't, I don't know what that is. He called it his allergies. I'm like, you know, they make Claritin, right? Huh? <laughs> he blamed it on his allergies. I was like, you know, they make Claritin. Right. That, that crap don't work on me too good either. I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> Once in a while, I'll catch myself indiscriminately doing it unintentionally, and I'm promptly reminded that I'm doing it. <laughs> Does your wife poke you? Uh, she will give me the look like, okay, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> then I'll do it again on purpose just to aggravate. Okay, so <laughs> let's... Uh, your grandfather was also in the service. Both of them, yeah. Both of them. Your dad, you, two of your brothers. Um, um, yeah, on my dad's side, and then my brothers, Em and Dwayne, were both in the military. Um, Heidi did a little skit, but didn't make it all the way through the training or something for an injury. Um, the brother that was put up for adoption, mm -hmm. I tracked him down to Fort Hood when I first got there, um, but I lost track of him after that. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So is that just something yeah. that you know that's what people do in your family? Is it something you wanted to do? Is it an escape from what you're doing? I think when you see and hear stories in your family about your dad did this or your grandpa did that, during the Great War or in Korea or Vietnam or, you know, my great-grandpa on my, on my mom's side was in World War One, and I got to know him because he lived forever. Wow. Um, 98, I think, when he passed. So, and I knew him growing up, and it's just like, that's like the thing you're supposed to do. And as uh, I just remember even as a kid, it's like, when I grow up, I want to be a G.I. Joe, you know, the real thing. Mm-hmm. So I got to change branches of service a couple of times and change uniforms just like I could on my G.I. Joe dolls, you know. <laughs> so I guess we'll wrap it up and I thank All you for right. being a guest and I thank yeah, you for your for service. Calling me in. I think we probably could have done this for a couple of hours. Yeah. And I just wanted to tell you that you turned out to be a great man, a great father. Love your wife and your kids, and thank you've you. really done good. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You do our best, you know. But for the grace of God, as they say, uh, there go I. And, and by the grace of God, we've, we've done well. Yes. Should be very proud. Humbly, humbly proud, but yeah. So I thank you for listening to the podcast and uh, any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. It's uh, Robin's Nest Podcast. And until next time, have a great night.